0: What's up guys? Thanks again for joining back into our podcast. Here we are getting back into the groove of things. Today I'm very excited to get on this topic. Um, here with me today I have Jessica. What's up Jessica?
1: Hi, I'm glad to finally be on here for yeah, the Yeah,
0: I'm sorry. I was in Vegas for like two months and yeah, just... Psh. Yeah,
1: you no. know what, we can do it next. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm kidding. kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, Would but... you want
0: to talk about some boring stuff like calculus or something or what?
1: I couldn't even if I tried. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, no. Yeah, You're but, good.
0: you wanted to talk about uh, put it in your words.
1: Well, let's give it per- some perspective. So yeah. one of the first times we met, do oh you recall what you said to me? It was
0: not one of the first <laughs> times we were was, like, established friends by then. But you can, you could, yeah. So basically. Go ahead.
1: Uh, Adrian and I, we were at a friend's place and things got a little heated between us in a game. And Adrian called out my daddy issues in front of everyone.
0: I meant it as a joke. I meant it as a joke, but your reaction kind of... No, because he, he it. got it There's spot truth on. There's truths to some jokes. <laughs> to some jokes. Um, but, I mean, I'm sorry. If no, that, like, no, got... you but are anyways, definitely correct. I mean, shit. <laughs> if anything that just made us talk more about what we're going to talk about today, which is like the cultural differences that bringing, like raising a child from like, you know, First generations, mm-hmm. like the adversities that we face. Specifically
1: and, like the oldest sibling versus like the relationship between an immigrant parent bringing their kids to a foreign country for the first time mm-hmm. and what the first child experiences. Because I think that is vastly different from what the second or whatever. Or a third. Or, yeah.
0: I mean, wait, wait, really quick. Wait, are you the oldest, middle? I'm the youngest?
1: oldest of two. Okay. My sister is six years younger. So Damn, that's a pretty big gap. yeah, pretty big gap. I definitely... Um, I think, I wouldn't say I was a parental role, but I felt be- I was the mediator between my mom and my sister growing up. Okay. Just because I knew I had gone. Is your sister more the
0: chaos of the two, or? I would
1: say me, okay. but my sister is a little more closed off, while I am very upfront with my emotions to everyone. So, in and my mom wasn't very used to that with you know me. I see. So when growing up, we would always say like oh we don't know what she's thinking you know at least you would fight about it with us and we'd get it settled but for us like
0: my I sister see. wouldn't be
1: upfront with her problems to my parents okay
0: okay yeah man that's interesting i mean i had a i had a very different dynamic where it was actually flipped for me mm-hmm. but then again just to preface the entire episode so you come from a first-generation Indian mm-hmm. background. Yes. I come from a first-generation, probably a first-generation and a half. My mom was born here in the States, but then mm-hmm. moved back at the age of like four or five. Um, and But then they came back. So mm-hmm. for me, I'd say it was flipped, where I was the one that was a little more suppressed. My sister was the more, I guess, like you, more socially intelligent one. Yeah. But maybe that's the, the difference. Be- maybe there's a difference in that between the... Uh, Hispanic and the Indian. Yeah, so
1: in Indian culture, I would say women are expected to host and provide. If I were to sum it up and, like, obviously it's not like that because my grandma, she's a professor, like, you know, she was a principal of a college Mm -hmm. and, you know, she's very academically sound and um, she raised her daughters. She has two daughters. So my mom and my mom's sister, both of them were very smart. So or they are, well, yeah, (laughs) Um, but yeah, it was always, like, no matter what you do, you still have to be expected to, you know, host, and, you know, take care of a house,
0: cater to the people, yes, yeah,
1: and all while, you know, present yourself in a way that people will not necessarily, like, respect, but also, like, leave a good impression always, okay, that was such a thing for me growing up, my mom would say, don't wear these beggar clothes, like, and it would be, like, Amber Crombie. Like, what? So she would always want me so to So there was,
0: like, a standard of, like...
1: Perfection, I would think.
0: Well, I mean, I want to be more descriptive than per- perfection. A standard of, like... Um, I'm trying to find the word. Of, like... I don't want to... Like, classiness? Like yeah. Just being like, a, like, just not being, like ghetto mm-hmm. or, you know whatever okay yeah like how my mom it,
1: would never let us wear ripped jeans until my sister got into high or like middle school so that yeah i would be like you know very
0: really quick how would you say that attitude would differ to a boy like what's it like you say right here you're supposed to be able to host and yeah. present what's the expectation of a boy so
1: for the guys it's more like what you're uh like the stereotypical like you know Get your grades in, get a job, provide Provide. financially, but they were never expected to serve others. They were never expected to cook or clean for themselves.
0: So very like generic, or very like what people consider like gender roles. Yes, and it's
1: as much as it sucks. And I know it's not the same for everyone, but these are things that I notice. Like um, when we go back in, like. To visit India and we go to weddings. You'll mm-hmm. always see the granddaughters standing up after a meal, while the grandsons will sit down.
0: And are, they, would it, are Do they do that to like start preparing to clean the table? Yeah, okay. to
1: like clean up and like you know. There's always girls get this, and I know it's easy to sound bitter, but like. No, I wanna. It's okay. through observation. I feel like because my dad, he's also the oldest son, but he's also like the oldest of the generation of his generation.
0: I see. So,
1: when my grandfather passed away, he had to like come back and take care of all the things that my grandfather would usually do. And he goes back every year just to make sure cuz that like even though he's, you know, in another continent halfway across the world, he still has that role that he needs to be like the main supporting I figure see. for the family and it's not even like one line of like oh like my cousins it's like our cousins cousins and this grandma that like you know uh took care of us so now we take care of her like the whole community in a sense
0: I see I see okay I, and I, is that more so because of like the religion out there or is it, it's just like the standard so my family like is
1: if, all Christian actually oh okay yeah Was yeah. that so. what
0: they did were they, like, raised Christian? Yeah. so oh, okay.
1: So, I think it's mainly, like, the towns where they grew up, they were Christian. Like, from, I think, I want to say, like, three generations up. Like, when uh, the British came here and, you know, they converted a bunch of people, that kind of just trickled down into okay. the town. And that's, like, went where my... Went to India.
0: Grew. You said came here. Or... Yeah. Went to your towns Yeah, in India. In okay.
1: India. Yeah, yeah. So, South India. Like, yeah. the very if anyone it's near a sri state. lanka yeah okay it's, the state is called tamil nadu and i speak tamil which is like the language there hmm. yeah
0: How m- there's a lot of languages out there there right?
1: are yeah oh, i like can what? understand three just because i speak one if that makes sense
0: geez so it's just more so dialect yeah more okay. dialect
1: like um i can understand uh malayalam pretty well um I wouldn't say Hindi, but I've picked up. Was that Hindi. was that
0: your first language or was Mm-mm. it your second? Okay, no, it's just, just it was just transferred down through like living with your parents. Yeah,
1: then. my parents, uh, my grandma actually, she speaks to me and my uh, cousins all in English, mainly English. She has a British accent, and she's she was born and brought up in India her whole life, and she's never left. And I she, see. Yeah.
0: I see. Okay.
1: Which. Yeah, it's interesting.
0: It, it's interesting you say that, I mean, the whole, like, gender role to thing, because I it's it's also very similar, like, mm-hmm. that's the case in Mexico, um, but it's also very, very, very prevalent even when, like, women and, you know, or couples get into, like, their working years, with, or at least what they consider working years here in the States. It's not uncommon whatsoever that in, like, Mexico, like, for my family, for example, that, like, a wife will go... Not her entire life, not working. Like she's always like, lady of the house, taking care of the kids. You know. Then and for wealthier families, they'll have like maids that help the the mom, and then the dad is just or the father figure is literally just like how you say your dad is. They just they're the ones that have to provide. Mm -hmm. I don't know. For me, I I wanted to ask. So, um, and this is probably gonna be so ignorant. They'll go for it. Is like, is. In in uh in India, mm-hmm. do people not want it to be like that, or do people like willingly it's, like accept it? It's
1: been a lot better, and this is like this is not saying like like I'm, oh women you have to go, but this is kind of like the culture where it's like you know you want to do it because it's how we show we care. Mm-hmm. I I told Val this like or is my roommate yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or my roommate sitting here, but yes. I told her that. Um, that's something that my parents always instilled in me, no matter if I, you know, if I was a boy or a girl, you just need to be a good host because mm-hmm. that's how like kind of they were brought up. And typically I noticed in like when we would go to parties and like Indian parties get kind of crazy sometimes. <laughs> so cleanup could would always fall on me because I'm... Regardless
0: of the mental state, alcohol <laughs> in you or whatever. No,
1: I'm not around my parents. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah. No, I, I was always finding myself to be the oldest. I, see. I Yeah. Out of everyone. I think my parents just, you know, they got lucky first. See, so that's
0: a, that's an interesting topic in and of itself. It's just like being the oldest sibling, like re- this re- regardless of race. I mean, yeah. there's always that pressure of like holding the example. So you have to have like that natural leadership capacity in you. And if you're not, mm-hmm. if you're not, if you don't have that, like you know, that leadership that your parents see you have to your kids. Like, your parents are like, wow, like, he's slacking as a kid. Mm-hmm. Even though that pressure is not literally on the second oldest or the youngest, yeah. whatever, however many kids are in your family. But it's 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 like a different game that, like, I mean, you and I are both the oldest mm-hmm. in our, I guess, sibling group. Um, and I don't know, I'm sure you felt that pressure. Like, my mom right now, like, little side note, she's trying to, like... She's trying to have me help my my sister and my brother like establish and get their life together, mm-hmm. and I'm like, Mom, look, I'm gonna tell you straight up, like, look, I love these kids, like they they awesome, they have all the potential in the world, they have all the potential in the world, but one, nobody did that jack shit for me. My mom told me to do. <laughs> you wanna know what my mom told? Not my mom, it was my dad. He said, Adrian, do the FAFSA for your sister, so so she can so you can make sure that she does it right, and I'm like bruh like nah, i was like <laughs>
1: 17 when
0: i applied for i was like just 17 when i applied for the fafsa and i had to figure out with like gross incomes yeah. and like assets were and what the hell we had and what the hell we did it and i and i'm like i'm like i'll, I'll help you i'm guiding <laughs> my sister through these things first of like it, was she interested or was no, she
1: just like not into it at all she, she was like Like what's an asset? Like what's a,
0: like what is, what does it mean of having like taxable income? And I'm like, she's socially smart. I'll give her that. Like socially intelligent, very, very socially intelligent. But I'm like, look, there was a point where I didn't know what taxable income was and assets were and stuff like that. But you want to know how you find out? You find out because you say, I have to do this thing. And if I don't do this thing or I want to have this thing, and if I don't do this thing, by, because I don't want to figure what this is, then I'm not going to do it. And that's the burden that the mm-hmm. older the older sibling has. Yeah, is like, that
1: if we want something, we have to do it for ourselves. We
0: have to do it for ourselves. Yes. Like, because especially first generation, and this I would say is, we were actually talking about this right before. Um, first generation, especially in the Hispanic community, so we were, like the Hispanic community is all about hard work, like hard work, hard work, hard work. Hard work. Like th- It doesn't matter what you're working hard and just work hard whereas the indian community it is about hard work but it's literally like study studious studious. Mm-hmm. like the hispanic community is like don't care if you're mowing lawns building homes um, or reinventing the entire computer as whatever you're doing just you got to work hard simple as that so i'd say that to say with hispanic with hispanic uh, parents they don't really know how to teach their kids the first thing of like how to make a resume for example because mm-hmm for the yeah. most part a lot of us a lot of our parents first generations work like laborious jobs blue collar jobs that don't require knowledge of i don't know things like accounting or things like pro- like professional development it's literally just all like going in and focusing on your task so the burden that lies on an older kid that plays to that game where the parent is just stuck on just working hard without skills that generally take you at further ahead in a capitalistic society by take you ahead. I mean like be able to establish businesses of your own is that the kid is literally out for himself. And then the parents see, Oh wow, this guy's got some things figured out, you know, Mm -hmm. that I don't know. (laughs) know, Boom here, tell everything you know about to your siblings and uh, to your siblings, dude, I'll tell them. But one thing I've learned, and it's not just from helping my siblings from helping anybody. And I'm sure this is a lesson that everybody knows. You can't teach anybody just because you want to teach them. You, it's, or better said, you can't just change anybody. Mm-hmm. They have to want it for themselves. They have to, wanna, they have to want it for yeah. themselves. And that goes for everything. But that's another like lesson mm-hmm. that we see as a first generation.
1: Yeah. I Well, for
0: me. I, I went on an extremely t- strong tirade. No, right there, no, but no. Go no. ahead. I was <laughs> going to say
1: for me, it was like the opposite. Like my parents told my sister, they were like, you need to do this so you don't end up like her. Really? Yes. Because I am the chaotic first child. Oh. Yes. You did the... You you flipped the switch. Yeah, I think it was more... Okay, so back to the whole daddy issues thing. Okay, so my father and I have had... um, (laughs) We've butt heads since I started high school. So everything was, like, okay, fine because, you know, I feel like he just didn't take me seriously because, you know, middle schoolers, whatever. Yeah. But then when it changed to high school um he always taught me to be like independent when i was young you know kind of like do everything for yourself you know you learned like for i sure. f- when i got my license and everything i applied for everything myself like i went got or uh, like you had to Too do like online yeah, yeah, yeah i did all that myself so that was something that you know he encouraged me to do so when it came time for me to spend time with my friends and go out and not even or like even like i wanted to uh, get a job but he was said no volunteer we had that uh, struggle of power of who got to decide uh, the the, the father the or like like you know the knowing father or the naive daughter
0: the individual yes
1: okay. so okay. that is something that we are still struggling with but we've gotten a lot better especially I know I had a lot of problems with them this past year <laughs> but we are working. On you know getting past it, which is good because we just wanted to you know kind of heal all. Do your parents
0: and I feel like this as most parents? I think I'm gonna be a little bit like this as a parent, a control freak. Like they like to have control. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I think it's like not as okay. So I I was lucky in the fact that my parents wouldn't like force me to study day and night because they knew from a very young age that I was not the school person. <laughs> you know, so they just wanted me. They were like you know. <laughs> You gotta have your priorities straight, and my mom was well. You can ask some friends, but I to- I tend to have an attitude issue with authority, uh,
0: okay.
1: so that didn't really bode well for my dad. I, wonder, <laughs> I,
0: I, I really want to go like understand authority. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, understand authority problems. But go, keep keep
1: going. Yeah. So, I. It used to be like in the house. It was mainly with my mom when I was growing up because um, the first six years of my life, or I would say like from ages three to like seven, Mm -hmm. uh, we were living in Austin and my father would fly to California during the week and he would come back on the weekends and he would do that like every week for about like three years or something like that sometimes he would come back for more than a month sometimes he would leave for more than two weeks but it would you know he was never like the
0: burden was really put on your mom yeah
1: so i got that like I feel like I have such a deep relationship with my mom now because we fought when we were alone together. And, you know, I understand where she's coming from now, especially, like, growing up and getting into relationships and just seeing, like, how sacrifice works with relationships. I gained a lot of respect for her. And she would argue differently and say that I don't respect her, but I swear I do. (laughs) But with my dad, like, when he started being more present and we settled down in California, that's when all, like, this, you know...
0: Whole new can of worms started. Yeah, opening
1: up. yeah, and my dad is probably he's very stubborn. Like everyone in my family is very stubborn. Like astrologically, I what? don't want to get into astrology. <laughs> I know that pisses you don't. off, but like, yeah, we're very, very stubborn people. But let me
0: guess, you guys are all Pisces or Tauruses. Or my something?
1: dad is a Taurus. Yeah, oh,
0: wow. <laughs> I, I that was a complete guess, by the way. Please, guys, do not roast me. For, <laughs> no. I did not know that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but um. Yeah, he was just like my dad is a very like goofy person. I don't I don't usually say this. Like he'll never show this to anyone in public, but he will be the guy who's like running down the stairs at like six AM, like singing on the top of his lungs and Interesting. Yeah. That's not even like when he's drunk. So like that's just, just... just him. But um oh, I said I had a story for you. So this is a story of kind of how me and my dad shared our relationship without saying nice things to each other and that was music
0: music yeah you yes. wanted to talk about that
1: yeah so um i actually wrote a paper on this i don't know if the lariat saw it i submitted it to it, it was a great piece but um my dad and i bonded over our love over the beatles
0: Beatles are nice. Yes. I like the Beatles a lot.
1: Um, I started listening to them when I think I was about three. Okay. And then he introduced me to like all sorts of like 80s, 70s ah, music, like no Bee Gees, Michael Jackson. No wonder
0: why you're Jackson. always the, the counter child. He introduced you to country culture music Yeah, very,
1: very, early. very Yeah. So I always like, he would never want to play like, you know, the radio. He would always play like 70s music and stuff like that. So now growing up, like, you have more appreciation for those artists, Mm -hmm. and I just had such a love for it, so when my dad and I would get into fights, um, there was this one time he, like, played Sinatra in the kitchen, Mm -hmm. and then we came down, and we started cooking together, and we just didn't say a word, like, after that's how you guys,
0: like, bonded, just, enjoy the music instead Mm -hmm. of the- the argument yeah is uh is like are those are were those artists like big out there in india like well yeah so
1: half of the vinyls that he has now my grandfather collected
0: oh wow yeah so so i can see how there's some sort of like family ancestral like yeah yeah
1: like my i don't know about my mom and music but i know my dad like he was a he was in his 20s in the 90s and that was when like all like you know fashion and like you know all technology this. started yeah. coming out All yeah that. so the like, yeah so he got really into that i remember like when the first like ipad came out he waited in line for like i think like 10 hours oh, like he was that guy that is awesome yeah I would, I would have
0: definitely been that guy yeah
1: and i remember like oh my god he was he is obsessed with apple products because he saw it from the very oh start god. and yeah, there, we're just an Apple household now because he was such a fan of Steve Jobs like th- that.
0: There has to be something with, like, his, like, just, like, first-generation Americans that, with Steve Jobs. You, you saw this conversation we mm-hmm. just had. I, Val and I had, like, we're both Hispanic and, like, literally yeah. also to us, like, my mom was always like, "See, si, tú quieres hacer algo? No más que no, que muy duro. You have to think like Steve Jobs. Like like that means like if you want to do something, you have to work really hard. You have to think like Steve Jobs. Like change something. And yeah. it's just like something that like I think is, I think, and I guess this is kind of like deviating, but we'll get back to mm-hmm. what you're saying with music. Um, for innovators like that, first generation Americans from like India, Mexico, even Europeans and. Uh, africa they see that like steve jobs and nowadays it's elon musk mm-hmm. nowadays elon musk that they take the freedom of like what america and like the 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 what you can do here in america and it like it's just it holds it because at the end of the day you know now not only is this guy who you know was steve jobs dad was like a I think he was syrian he was syrian oh I and know uh, that. they see that wow you know, here is my, you know, here I am coming to the United States. What could my child be? Mm-hmm. You know, Bill, uh, not Bill Gates. I mean, I'm sure Bill Gates obviously was a um, descendant of some immigrant, why way back. But Elon Musk, the same thing. He's an immigrant from South Africa, mm-hmm. you know? they And I think first generation parents, like your parents from India and Val's and nice I's parents from like Mexico or whatever. Mm-hmm we see, like, this freedom in, like, what we can do, and we get enamored with this idea of, like, what our child could be and stuff like that. So I just, yeah. I don't know, I see that. Like, when you said um, your dad was a really big fan of mm-hmm. Steve Jobs,
1: you saw Yeah, him. He is also a big reader like you, actually. I'm just thinking now, and I was like, <laughs> so um, he has books from when like Steve Jobs was alive and then books that got published about his death.
0: Walter Isaacson. Does he know that book? Any I, chance? He, I, he's a historian. <laughs> Val is over here like, Oh my yeah. God, I know
1: Walter Isaacson. Yeah. So his desk is literally covered with books about everything, music, cooking, like barbecue. Like he's obsessed with barbecuing and he has <laughs> about like 30 books on it. He's a big reader like you. Oh
0: my god, ask him about Francis Malman, South American. Give barbecuing. me a list, I'll send it Francis to him. Francis Malman. he's an Argentine barbecue like master. He doesn't just he he doesn't just make stuff like meats, but he also makes amazing like fruits and vegetables. If your dad is into that stuff, 100% <laughs> recommend that. 100 I'll, I'll actually show you um a video of him once we're done. But really really good and just looks amazing, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. I feel like I'm getting all over the place now, but it's like, it just, it show. oh, I don't know what I wanted to say. I'm sorry.
1: No, go for it, go for
0: it. So it's so funny you mentioned that story about music because you said, and it it, kind of shows like how personalities develop, I feel like, Mm -hmm. or at least we have two samples right here because I also had a very similar case with you uh, that you had with your dad with music my case was with piano with piano
1: uh, so you're yeah. over here
0: telling me you're this like counterculture diva girl whatever you want to say
1: i'm not a not, diva not, you just want
0: to be like against <laughs> what your mom and dad tell you i guess no. and you're and you're and you're listening to you know since you were a young age the beatles which was like the cornerstone of I guess
1: yeah my mom you know, likes to, to say that I'm I'm my parents' karma and a child <laughs> yeah
0: what do they mean by that
1: Well my mom was a chaotic child for sure she was the oh, second nice. child yeah I exactly she, yeah <laughs> she was like the second child but you know both of them they worked hard in college so they're kind of on my butt about that now because like my dad was kind of like me he's kind of like screwed around in high school didn't take it seriously but like still got into like you know pretty good school. yeah pretty good school so he's like if you don't fix yourself now you're gonna like you're gonna be nowhere in the future and i'm like yeah i'll take my time i think
0: the fear of that is like so your dad and like my parents they were raised in very different cultures yeah because like imagine if like in india or mexico if you don't take your schooling seriously i mean i mean not Actually, to generalize in india,
1: india college is easier there than it is here because they take one exam and they get to their degree
0: well let's say let's say you don't even go to college like let's say you don't take school seriously whatsoever mm. like what's what's the what's the word the social net is much lower over there yeah, than it is here that's and the same with mexico like in mexico if you're not educated um it, and and you don't do good in school you got two options you got poverty or like you working for the you trafficking like Mm -hmm. as simple as that (laughs) and and one has a life expectancy of literally probably 30 years old like it's 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 pretty it's pretty bad Mm -hmm. but that's obviously the trafficking one yeah but i say that to say is just like i don't know maybe there's like this this anxiety that our parents have embedded in them seeing that i actually one of my best friends he's serbian Mm-hmm. And um, he, that's like Central Europe, um, which in the 90s, they went through like this mass genocide in the Balkan states, which is, you know, I think it was Christians were murdering Muslims in this place. And the entire country or vice versa, I, I, I don't want to say it as fact, but someone was going after a specific group and the country was torn to pieces and they eventually moved over here not necessarily in the 90s it also happened like right after world war ii and all that mm-hmm. and um, they established their life over here and because of those traumas like they see how do i say they see like fears that us as like americans don't see whatsoever because like in the whole grand scheme of things we're pretty lucky like we yeah like we have no real adversity compared to what a lot of other people in other parts of the world have like
1: because yeah, being born here it's like a ticket because yeah. you have like once you have that you know citizenship from you know the, the day we were born here you are already at such a high advantage than probably like 20 yeah. percent of the people who actually live there
0: i just i just look at um, are you familiar with pavlov's hierarchy of needs yes i am perfect perfect i think right now the US is so rich. I think we are so rich to the point that we are all, since we have most of our problems fixed, the only thing left is the self-esteem need, which Mm -hmm. is why we have, in my opinion, this is like, I need to get like an actual PhD to like argue this with credibility. (laughs) We have like a soul deficiency in the US, I believe, because we're all trying to go after this self-actualization piece, which is the top of the pyramid. Mm -hmm. And for that, it's like the sense of meaning, the sense of purpose, the sense of blah, 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 blah. Whereas in other countries, you have people still fighting for like the second thing, which is like shelter, food, hunger, you know, like sex is just like one of those like, isn't that right above it? They're, They're not even thinking about having kids yet. Because they have to figure out how to feed themselves. Yeah, exactly. And if they feed themselves, if they can't feed themselves, how are they going to feed another kid? And I mean, it just—I mean—it just shows you the different struggles that like we have and the different desires we have. Like, success is defined differently all over the place. And I guess to tie it all back in, that kind of really takes a toll on the parenting of of a parent, you know. So I don't know. There's definitely. I'll say there's a massive, massive culture shock when it comes to like a parent going from being raised in a country where, let's say, the hierarchy of needs you're at level three, and then you just get catapulted and have kids who know nothing about survive, struggling for that level three and mm-hmm. just want to go for fame all the time, you know? Yeah,
1: I think like my definitely like my parents. I can't speak for yours, but they kind of saw it as a high stakes game, and they. Like, we had the advantage. So for everything that they want their kids to be successful, they want to push every bit of knowledge that they have on us so that when we do go out into the real world, we just, you know, will be more prepared. Uh But I don't think they understand. For us, it's much easier to get there.
0: It's a very different real world. Yes. Real world. Because, like, I'll tell you, for example, and I'm sure you see this a lot as a girl, and so do you, Val the the fear that like your my dad has towards my younger sister getting like abducted or raped or anything like that it's a true fear don't get that's me wrong. my biggest fear I'm not but it's not, a much bigger yeah. problem it's a much much bigger problem in another like in Mexico I'll say I'm just mm-hmm. gonna say it than it is here not saying that the problem doesn't exist here whatsoever there definitely are still people that
1: it's a higher that. rate I'm not allowed to go anywhere by myself in India like and, at yeah all.
0: no I mean I, I, I mean, respect, there are certain countries where I wouldn't let my sister or my girlfriend or spouse just like walk out. Mm -hmm. Like I'd be like, "Uh, that's kind of, but what's weird is like when a parent, like where what's hard for parents that come from countries like that, you know, then you have your, your friends here in like the United States, I guess. Like it's, it's, it's cool. It's sexy to dress in like these, what in other countries would be like over-the-top clothing.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: then the dad just builds, like, this resentment towards, like, oh, I'm failing as a father because here's my daughter dressing up like...
1: Yeah, that was a big problem in my <laughs> family, actually, especially when I was growing up. Clothing was...
0: Yeah, I mean, and and to a degree... Big deal. I don't agree that, that the game is the same here in the U.S., mm-hmm. but it's so psychologically ingrained in first-generation parents, I'd say, that, like what else can you expect like it's so hard to like we said earlier you can't just like change someone because Mm -hmm. you can just tell them that you're they're wrong that's in my opinion practically the most inefficient way to Mm -hmm. change someone it they kind of have to learn but it's it's just tough it's 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 definitely like that that gap I'm sure, like, your kids or my kids or anything like that, they're not going to struggle with that because, like, we know the game of the states. Yeah, you know, like, the, It's very different, but it's just interesting to look at.
1: Yeah, I've analyzed this, over, like, the dynamics between, you know, like, my parents and, like, the world we live in versus, like, me and my sister. And even the views that I have on the world are going to be so different than my sister's, even though we're only six years apart. Mm-hmm. And I think... Yeah. It's kind of cuz I'm was well, born in 2000, so I'm kind of in between like the millennial like in
0: the technology like yeah. since you were 3 years old, iPad yeah. age and like I got to play at least outside till I was like 6 or 7 years old. So, yeah. Being born 2000 2006 is a massive It's massive a huge
1: difference. jump. Yeah, my sister had like her first iPhone in like 4th grade oh, and God. my first one was like in 8th grade, wish. I think. Yeah. I, I got my first
0: phone, like my first legit phone, when I was in tenth grade, and I was, l- like, late to the curb All the white kids in my school, they got their yeah, phones when they were they like did. young, young. But <laughs> like my parents, I shit you not. Know, not my parents, not they didn't believe this. But there's like some people in Mexico that are like, oh, it's like, like my grandma when I showed her how to use Siri, mm-hmm. they were like oh my God, it's the devil. I'm just like... (laughs) No, oh (laughs) my God. I don't think she meant it literally, but like she was just like, take that machine of the devil away from me. I was just like, (laughs) oh "Oh my God. God." (laughs) It's just how it is though. Like we don't think two things of it. Yeah, it's,
1: oh my God. I think we were talking about this with, or me and one of our other roommates, Kim, we were talking about this yesterday. Like if we were born in a different generation, like before this, we wouldn't know how to do anything. Can you imagine, like, before, like, cars were a thing. Like, can you imagine trying to, like... Comprehend
0: um, what a computer or an iPad does.
1: Yeah, I'm glad to be born in this generation because we have it so much easier than everyone, but we still find a way to, like, have all these problems. I'm
0: afraid that all these, like, this ease and, like, gluttony of, like, ease and just having everything handed to us is going to catch up to us. I was Mm. funny enough. I was talking to my hairdresser lady today. She's <laughs> super awesome, super awesome. And I was like, you know what, Diane? She was like, she was telling me, she was telling me, we work, she was telling me that like, ah, man, we have such a shortage of hair hairstylists right now because everybody be collecting that damn unemployment check. And it ends up costing, like there's literally people that are making more money right now collecting unemployment mm-hmm. than our, uh, what's it called? Than our then they would be working so now if you want to work now not only are you going to make less but you also have to spend 40 hours doing something you're not probably passionate about yeah so i'm like man we got everything handed to us and you know what that's going to cause that's going to cause like dude like economic collapse to the max i'm just waiting because i i genuinely think and we've heard this from boomers at least what we call boomers Mm -hmm. is like you millennials are entitled you guys like don't have any grit and stuff like that oh i believe that 100 percent, 100 percent. like i see it in i don't know i hate to be that guy like in people's reading habits it's just like <laughs> people can't people can't sit down and focus for more than a minute on anything yeah on anything and i'm just like damn these kids like us like not these kids because i am these kids
1: I think it's with like the TikTok thing. Cause yes. I remember like.
0: Oh, dude, we can do an entire episode yeah. just about how TikTok is fucking us over. Yeah. So <laughs>
1: I believe that one of the reasons. So are you familiar with the YouTuber David Dobrik? Yes. 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 I okay. actually
0: used to watch him a lot. I really like him.
1: Yeah. I love him. And I believe that the reason he's so successful is cause. All of his videos are only four minutes and 20 seconds. Uh-huh. So that's how he just gets more views.
0: It's just easy. Con- it's fast. It's like fast food, but in content. Yeah. It's so I feel like he cracked
1: it. the minds of like the Viewers. generation and he knew like these people only have the short attention oh. span. Let's give them a maximum overload of. and they just get addicted to it over and over. Same thing with TikTok. Uh-huh. It's short. It's like, short,
0: concise quality content yeah. for the most part and like is, vine oh uh, Vine was Vine the best. was, uh, vine was the Vines. best still to this day bring it back i refuse to download tiktok because of the addiction that i could develop i think
1: you i think you should if oh you because i'm no, you know healthily I addicted i check once once or twice a day
0: you know what i do instead i refuse to download tiktok but seriously Fuck Instagram for putting reels on that shit. Because, because now...
1: I think Snapchat did a version of that too. Mm-mm,
0: I I don't really use Snapchat too much. I'm yeah. horrible on Snapchat. Yeah, I know. But Instagram, like, I I like to check on people on Instagram. And then, like, in the morning, sometimes... I, I, I don't stay too much on it. Over the winter break, I did. But, like, more recently, like, school's going on probably like 20 minutes a day. But that's 20 minutes of your brain just, like mouth breathing wide open just like consuming like invest in this tesla stock if you want to like 500 times your money this next year and you're just like okay like there's that blah blah blah. how do you explain that to a form like a immigrant parent <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: you know? no oh my god i saw my mom like watching tiktok the other day but it was like in thummel and it blew my in mind like oh, my like la- in India? yes like my native language and i was like where is she finding this and, <laughs> and, and apparently yeah it was like no, not to TikTok. She finds it through like Facebook. My mom's oh, a Facebook okay. mom. Uh, aren't
0: but, all our moms are Facebook
1: But moms my mom's them? the type of mom to like go onto other people's like profiles and like trash them. Oh, but not, she God. won't say it. You She'll can't show say me. She that so publicly about you. No, mom. I w- I, I'll, I'm <laughs> exposing you, mom. I'm sorry. But she will literally show me pictures. She'll like, say, Oh my God, the sorry doesn't even match the blouse. And I was like, Mom, you're literally like cyberbullying off the internet to your children. And I think that's why me and my sister just gossip so much because we got it from our God, mom. God, <laughs> that is
0: horrible. Yeah. Oh, man. There is that aspect to the internet. Since you don't have the person right there in front of you, it is so... That is mm-hmm. one thing that like also ruins people as a whole, I think, is just since you don't suffer consequences... Of like telling someone something offensive on the internet. Mm -hmm. You're just going to say it. Like Xbox chat rooms in 2013 or PlayStation. Oh my god. Oh my god. I am just laughing at all the political careers that are going to be ruined here over the next 30 years. Because of what people said on Xbox and PlayStation chat rooms.
1: Kids are getting so explicit now for no reason. Yeah. Like I did not start cursing until like mid-middle school. And my sister literally started when she was in fourth grade and I never used to curse around her cause we weren't, weren't allowed to curse into in uh-huh. our house until I came back from college. What? Yeah. And you can even ask my mom, like I'd say like, shut up and stupid, but I wouldn't say like, fuck. Yeah. And now if I drop something, I'm like, fuck. And I Dude, say it like that. My dad doesn't stupid. care, but my mom is like, excuse me. And she's not gonna Back say to that me
0: be lady-like, host the place. Oh no! Start...
1: But she's like, you need to like, your sister is here. I was like, mom, I'm 20. Are you really telling me not to? Because I'm not gonna say to like the president. Like I know yeah. when to like control myself. And honestly,
0: nowadays everybody like there's Everyone like pro, like I'm talking to people that like hold good positions, and it's just like we're having a beer, and it's they're more tractor trailer at sometimes than I am, and I i mean i don't think i'm like too too bad maybe Mm -hmm. i'm wrong about that but i'm just like dang nowadays everybody's just like slinging out F like yeah i don't know i don't think there's too much of a problem to that but i also think like i think censorship is
1: kind of stupid i don't know i'm one of those people at the same time
0: i think there's a point where it just sounds like trashy like to me like on some real stuff i don't know if i should say this but if I'm talking to a girl and I'm like interested in it,
1: mm-hmm. and she
0: curses way too much, same with me. I'm like, oh, okay, that's minus points. Not a bad person, mm-hmm. but like, damn, oh shit, you know, like, you know, it's it's yeah. just a, it's just a point. It just sounds like not
1: nice. Like not
0: there's no effort being put into like not necessarily being like a good person, but like decent. Scene. Yeah. Of course, you know, like mm-hmm. your setting and stuff like that, but. So, I sometimes i just think there's some people that are just like over the top it's just like i've never been i've never le- re- learned it's like i don't know i'm sure when you in in mexico at least i'll say it's like the big words that everybody loves to learn in english are the bad words and they are they will sling these bad words <laughs> off like nothing like oh dude look i'm cool i know how to say fuck, bitch, all that stuff and i'm just like damn Like, it's not that cool, bro, but, like, (laughs) you do you. You'll figure it out if you talk to, like, a normal person up there. Yeah,
1: I think cursing is fine as long as it's not being used as an insult. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I can be like, oh, like, my pen is being a bitch today and fucking ran out of ink. I don't know. Yeah. But if I'm, like, calling everyone a bitch that I see, that's a problem.
0: Oh, yeah. You know? It's just, like, negative talk. Yeah. Like, one one word that I don't like as much... I I dislike even more than Chris. words is hate, like hate. I think hate is something so oh, bad. Oh, so
1: if I say I hate reading books, I mean, I don't hate reading books. By the way, I like, like reading. But that
0: that to me is like some like n- there's like something going on. Not when you say the word hate, you are like programming your subconscious a little more aggressively than saying I don't like, mm-hmm. and it associates that strong feeling of dislike with whatever it is you're saying you're hating and it i in my spiritual understanding of what i considered this world to be mm-hmm. think that's so unhealthy for your soul because i think it's okay. just too aggressive to like just loosely throw that out there if that makes sense when mm-hmm. we're touching all sorts of bases
1: no this is good
0: yeah yeah man i don't know the the america is a interesting spot. interesting
1: place. you know what i was thinking though I feel like if I get to the point where I've made a career here, I would go to another country and settle down. I've been thinking about that recently, actually.
0: Wherever they have the lowest taxes? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. I don't know,
1: but I was thinking, like, you know... You shouldn't limit yourself to one...
0: You're going to give your kids an identity crisis over there, just like our parents gave us. Nah, that's (laughs) okay.
1: I mean, like, my... Actually, my dad's sister. My dad has one younger sister. She's four years... Four, three, I hope. Mm, One of those. She's younger. But she has taken her kids. uh, They've lived in Zambia. They've lived in Singapore, Australia. Um, They lived in India for a while. Did they work in oil? uh yeah he does or her husband my uncle he does uh-huh.
0: um i just know because those areas are very I yeah, have, yeah, yeah. yeah he
1: hasn't i'm very smart okay but <laughs> um yeah so i she loves like new places and she loves to travel and i like traveling too so i always thought like why limit yourself to one country you know because yeah. as much as i love it here and it would i right now i can't imagine myself saying anything home is anywhere except in the U S but this is not the best country in the world. There are so many other places where we haven't tried Yeah, and you don't know what's going to stick, you know?
0: Well, here's here's how I look at that. I just, I don't know any other country that is like willingly of just having a max, a mass exodus of Americans just going over there. Like Europeans, like, Love Europeans, but Europeans don't love us as even tourists. I can only imagine, mm-hmm. like, imagine if you were just to tell the French, I was like, Yeah, we're just gonna have like practically 10,000 American refugees go over there. You know, we printed out too much of dollars, <laughs> the economy collapsed. You know, we have to start buying things with Bitcoin now. No, we don't like that. You know, we're just gonna move. Dude, the French are gonna be like, Uh, you know, remember how you guys treated <laughs> the Mexicans? Build the wall around oh, to my keep God. Americans away. Yeah. So move out while you can, Jess, is what I'm telling you. Uh, well,
1: <laughs> I don't know. Let's see, dude. Yeah. Actually, Val and I are supposed to go to India in December. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm taking December. her. Yeah.
0: That's pretty dope. What part?
1: Uh, where I, where my parents lived. So South and we're taking her to the North for like a week. Actually, I wasn't supposed to tell you that, but we're going. So released on this podcast, released on the podcast. (laughs) No, my mom wanted to show you the Taj. So because my sister hasn't seen it either. I've seen it when I was, like, two. but
0: That's exciting. Yeah, she's
1: going to meet my grandma. That shit that's scares me. Oh, my God. <laughs> my grandma is a very fiery lady, very out of her time, actually. She grew up with three brothers. All of them became either, like, uh, like, medical doctors or, like, educational doctors. Okay. And so my grandma was the youngest out of them, so she knew how to hold her own with men growing up. And she grew up in, like... 50s, I want to say. Yeah. I see. Yeah. So, like, to be a woman who has power over, like, an entire school at that time yeah, was I a huge imagine. thing. So, I think when people are like, like, you know, who's your, like, hero? She's not my hero. She's kind of chaotic in her own ways. But, educationally, I kind of want, would want to have that, like, respect that she has. And that's for kind sure. of, like, I, something I always strive for in... You know, relationships well, hey, and stuff.
0: Bring that, bring that culture here to the states. You know, hopefully. I want to, <laughs> I want to end up with this so um, really fast, and then we'll wrap it up because we're around forty-seven minutes. Mm-hmm. So there's this book, um, of course, that is like my favorite line to say. Mm-hmm. Um, Outliers. <laughs> Are you getting tense? Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. I was literally talking about it right before the podcast, and. The whole premise of the book is that your life is dependent... The success in your life is dependent off of like cultural and timing factors of your life. To give you a quick example, um, they were saying that Jews that were born... That went to school in the 20s or Mm -hmm. in the 30s during the Great Depression... Or born during the Great Depression made... As long as they got into Ivy League schools, which a lot of them did very successfully... They would make insanely good, like lawyers, in the '70s, because what ended up happening was there was a their their culture of working in uh, garment factories in New Yorks, just working twelve like 12, 14 hours a day, really showed them that hard work was really really rewarding, and then they went on to Ivy League schools, outworked their other what's it called, their other. Um, counterparts who were generally like white christians and they from there um you know went out graduated tried to get a job at a law firm but couldn't because the white christians would be taken over these jews that were that just had the lawyer degrees so they got pushed to practice what in the 50s was known as crappier law it was just like Mm. law that nobody wanted to practice because it was like seen as low Mm -hmm. in the 70s this type of law became um, like the most practiced law. And since these guys have been practicing it for 20 years, they were by far most qualified. And to this day, these these group of Jewish doc, Jewish uh, lawyers, Joe, Joe Foam is his name, they have like one of the most powerful law firms in the country, or in the world, better said, because if you have a most powerful law firm in the United States, it's the best. And these mm-hmm. guys are great lawyers. So I say that all to say, I don't know. To me, I think there's something to the adversities that us, me as Hispanic, you as an Indian, that in the long run are going to teach us grit that some other kids that were probably a little yes. more gifted aren't going to have. And it's just going to be a matter of exploiting that opportunity. So who knows? Yeah, I get it. I, I to, life, life compared to other kids for, as, an, as a first generation, definitely a little more tough. Um, in yeah. some aspects, in some aspects.
1: Because it's also new ground for us. Yes. Um,
0: we don't have someone leading us. Yeah,
1: because it's kind early. of, this is not a very great term to say, but it's kind of blind leading the blind for the first couple years.
0: It is, it is, yeah. 100%. Yeah,
1: my parents, they came here, like, very immigrant, like, packed up in four suitcases. My <laughs> mom lived out of a hotel for the first two weeks she was here, like, they started from the ground up and and you know that's something that they have to teach their kids and hopefully i, I get it someday <laughs>
0: i'm telling you i think with time and just applying the principles that we've had to learn as different kids i guess you can say um who some market wave is gonna is gonna benefit us mm-hmm. and like and and benefit everybody in the long run but there's just going to be something about a certain market trend and that's what the book talked about that just helps certain groups of people more so than others because of difficult cultural uh conditions early in their life and that's mm-hmm. i don't know that's what i'll leave it at i don't know yeah i think that's a years <laughs> talk to me in 20 years and we'll see how See if that thesis or theory comes true.
1: We'll see if we took advantage of the trend then.
0: Yeah, for sure. Just keep an eye open. That's all (laughs) I'm saying. But yeah, Jess, again, I wanted to thank you for hopping on the podcast. Very good content as always. And for the audience, um, I greatly appreciate you guys tuning in and listening. Like I said, I'm going to be trying to upload two every single week. Um, And yeah, keep me posted. And if you're interested in doing a podcast, just reach out to me and we'll see what we can do. Bye, guys.